1: And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
0: Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024.
2: I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
3: Welcome on in, everybody. Tuesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck in Solo today. It will be my last live show with all of you for 2022. Clay in tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. And then we'll have guest hosts the following week. So we got a lot to cover today. And it's, uh, it's going to be quite a day. It's like I said, last time I get to speak to all of you across the country for couple of weeks or a week and a half and let's start with the big title 42 showdown here the supreme court has issued a stay a stay chief justice roberts issued it um and the parties in the legal dispute will have until tuesday today 5 p.m eastern to respond to this situation because there are 19 states with Republican attorneys general looking to overturn the decision. And they took their uh, they took their suit to the Supreme Court. So you had 19 Republican state attorneys general who said, let's not get rid of Title 42. The Supreme Court has is issued a stay. They're going to hear more arguments over this one. What a mess, everybody. I mean, that's the short version. What a mess, Um, And we're going to get back into that uh, coming up here in just a a few minutes, because there's a a lot going on. But the uh, Title 42, remember, Title 42 is a COVID policy, right? Or or rather, it went into effect because of COVID. It uh, It is a CDC authority during a pandemic. So the strange thing here is, for the purposes of border security, we want there to be Title 42 in place, but given that we recognize the pandemic is long since over and there is no more COVID emergency and there shouldn't have been a COVID emergency for a long time now. It's a strange circumstance we're in. It's not something that uh, aligns exactly with what, with what we'd like at this, at this situation, and at this moment. Um, but as I've been saying, we'll get into that. For me, the, the single biggest story today, the single biggest revelation, and, and I know that for people outside of, uh, the, the Twitterati, for people who are not members of the media, this, this always maybe seems like it's a bit of inside baseball. And we get much more excited about what's going on at Twitter than people who are just living their lives and not, engaged in the daily media battles, May. Uh, but remember that the Twitter policies in 2020 and the collusion between the intelligence community and the FBI and the woke left-wing lunatics who were making the decisions at Twitter probably cost Donald Trump the election. And and I'm not saying, I want to be very clear about this, that there aren't um, other there aren't other things that you could point to as what happened in 2020 even all other things being what they were all other situations of, of how the votes were being counted and the rules changed and anything you think happened in 2020 even just all that staying the same if the 100 biden suppression uh laptop suppression does not take place i think you probably have donald trump winning a second term And this is why, obviously, it was so important to the FBI and the deep state elements within it. And, yes, to be clear, I was on Sean Hannity show last night with Pete Hegseth guest hosting, and this came up. Uh, There is a faction, there is a cabal within the FBI that is obviously very ideologically motivated and mobilized. It's not every FBI agent, but this is true of, of all these institutions that are corrupted and that are weaponized. Not every person who is there agrees with it, and many are actually patriots who completely disagree. But when it's coming from the top, the institution is the problem. When the, when the head of the FBI, when the top lawyer at the FBI, who went to Twitter, by the way, when these people are getting involved in in politics in a partisan way and using their power and their connections to do so, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem and here's the latest on this. the FBI paid Twitter 3.5 million dollars to uh, to do its bidding. The FBI would go to Twitter and say and this is based on an email to Jim Baker. it says Jim FYI in 2019 scale instituted a reimbursement program for a legal process response from the FBI. Prior to the start of the program, Twitter chose not to collect under the statutory right of reimbursement for the time spent processing requests from the FBI. I am happy to report we have collected $3 million since October 2019, $3,415,000 actually. Um, So, yeah. The FBI is not only telling Twitter in these emails who to ban or who to take down this tweet from or that tweet The FBI was paying Twitter as though it was an employee in limited regard of the FBI. We need this to become a major focus of reform, honestly. And the people that are saying, we'll tear the FBI down to the studs and start with something new. I understand that sentiment. I get it. But you're just going to build a new FBI, right? Just, Just starting fresh isn't actually going to get you where you want to go. You you have to understand how did it get to this point? How bad is it? How far, how deep does the rot go? And how could you actually turn it around? What could be done? Because the remarkable situation with all of this right now is they involved themselves in the 2016 election in ways that were appalling. You had the head of the FBI, James Comey, sank to Comey. Remember him? You had him stand in front of the American people and say that no prosecutor would prosecute Hillary Clinton for what she did, which just wasn't true. And a whole bunch of federal prosecutors, you know, current and former, raised their hands and said, uh, "Actually, I would, I would have brought a charge." But it wasn't Comey's job, no matter what. It wasn't his position. It wasn't his role to do that. But after Loretta Lynch had the tarmac meeting, remember that with Bill Clinton, the husband. Of Hillary Clinton After that situation It would have been too obvious that the Obama DOJ was going to be Bailing out Hillary So Sancta Comey James Comey comes out So he involves himself in the 2016 election And that's entirely separate From the efforts of the FBI to prove Russia-Trump collusion Which As we know was a total lie Everybody knows that now It was a total lie, a total fabrication The FBI got a FISA warrant against a Trump campaign advisor who, let me also add, did nothing wrong. As a matter of public record now, it is a fact that Carter Page and, and, uh, uh, Papadopoulos did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. And yet the FBI went after them. And then the FBI continued, even when it should have been very clear that they had overstepped and got the beginnings of the, uh, Mueller special counsel probe. Point here is that in 2016, the FBI involved itself dramatically in the election, in a presidential election here in the United States. Our equivalent here of the secret police, that's what they'd call it in other countries. You know, the federal police, which is really what they are. You know, even the federal bureau of investigation. It's kind of a euphemism. We're being honest. It's really the federal police. That's what they are, the Fed, the Fed cops. They're not just doing investigations. And as we found out, sometimes it has nothing to do with criminality. They just decide to tell people, oh, you can't say that. The censorship, the First Amendment chill here from what the FBI is engaged in is mind-blowing. Honestly, it's crazy what has happened here. Do you think regime media will spend any time whatsoever on this? They're not bothered by what happened. They're just upset that they can't keep doing it. It just bothers them that they no longer have the same kind of power to continue on with this. Uh, but I'm not sure that Elon is going to be able to see this mission all the way through. I'm I'm concerned. He did this poll, and the poll results came back. And there may have been a lot of bots involved in the poll, and there's perhaps a recount brewing But he said, should I step down from Twitter and a majority of Twitter users? Because unfortunately, the Democrats, you know, Democrats dominate all these spaces. Conservatives, I know we want to be left alone and we want to think about leading a good life and you know, peace and quiet and purpose. And people say, oh, I want to go off grid. I just want to spend more time with the family. Those are all beautiful, wonderful things. The left finds ways to seize the levers of power and they'll find you wherever you are. If you're going to live in this country, the left is going to want to dictate how you live your life. There is no escape from it. So we can either all engage or we can live our lives by their whim. We can all decide that we're going to push back, we're going to fight back, or they get to call all the terms, they get to make all the determinations. So this FBI Twitter collusion is a massive story. And the reason you're not seeing it covered by anyone except for conservative media is because regime media is all in on this. They're not going to talk about a story that, one, makes it look like all along they've been, because they're all part of this in different ways. They're all involved. They all would lobby Twitter to shut down different accounts. And remember, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, all of them, have the same kind of trust and safety woke maniacs determining what you see, what your kids see, what's acceptable national level debate. Imagine what the elect, what the electorate looks like in this country. Just do this as a thought exercise for a second. Imagine if we truly had a, an an equivalent media for 50% of the country that is Republican and 50% that is Democrat. I mean, in terms of platform, uh, platform access in terms of, number of journos, media organizations, newspapers, cable news channels, what would the, what would the country look like? It would certainly be different. You know, right now we're at this 50-50 razor's edge, and that's with left-wing dominance still of the media. And people say, oh, well, that's not true. Okay, why? Talk radio, yeah, we do well. Talk radio does well. Thank God for it. Thank God for the house that Rush built and that others have been holding up as long as they have. Fox News, great. Yes, we have one channel that reaches a whole lot of people. I know there are some other channels, but they're nascent. They're they're still in their in their infancy in terms of audience and reach. And then you sit on the other side and you say, "Well, look at all the newspapers, you know, ABS, ABS, uh CBS, ABC, CNN, NBC, PBS. You you go down the list, all of this." And just the dominance alone on YouTube. Again, I know for a lot of you like, "Oh, who cares about YouTube?" If you have grandchildren, they're on YouTube. That's where they're actually consuming most of their information, and and probably on TikTok. If you have teenagers, they're definitely on TikTok. So we can't see these information hubs to the other side any longer and expect to have decent outcomes. That's really the part of the the reckoning, the awakening that I think is going on right now. That and the FBI has very corrupt scary people at the top of it who are willing to engage in behavior that any reasonable person would see as completely over the line. Rigging elections in America, that's where we are. And the federal police have their fingerprints all over it. And we have to continue to push back on this. We have to continue in this fight because I don't know how, you know, you look at a possible mass amnesty down the road, you look at – you know, if, if Twitter isn't the, the first domino to fall, but let's say it falters, you can start to see the, the end of the First Amendment and the destruction of the Republican Party and conservatism along with it unless we wake up. And that means now and that means winning, by the way, it means winning elections. Got to get better at that. We'll talk about it. My friends, really, do you see a nonprofit organization take a mission on the way that the preborn pregnancy clinics have Sixteen years into its existence, preborn is dedicated solely to saving the lives of unborn babies. To their credit, they save the lives of hundreds of thousands of babies already, and they do it by offering free ultrasounds and plentiful amounts of love and caring to the pregnant women who choose to, to visit a preborn pregnancy clinic. When expectant mothers go online to consider abortion uh, or other options, the preborn pregnancy clinics are there to offer an alternative. The free ultrasound is often the link to establishing that precious relationship between mother and unborn child. And most of the time, a mother will decide to give that baby life after that ultrasound experience. Preborn staff stays in touch with that mom to be throughout her pregnancy and helps in any way they can. But this is all done with your donations. You, the pro life community, are the ones that we rely on here. A single ultrasound costs $28, five of them cost $140. If you can donate one or the other right now, a silent donor is offering to match your gift, allowing your dollars to save twice as many babies' lives. Make your donation today, please. Use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the word baby or go online to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn.
2: Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality.
3: We're going to change the course of where the FBI is today. If you look, the FBI is, every day we learn something more. Private companies become a political arm of them, to go after individuals with no repercussions for individuals that know what's happening. But it raises more questions than just Twitter, now that Elon Musk has that brought that forward. What about Facebook? What about Google? What about the 51 intel individuals like Clapper, Brennan, and Hayden, former CIA directors, that put their name on a letter saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was false, that it was Russia. Who asked him to sign this letter? Do these people still have clearances? We're going to subpoena them as well. That's a start. There you have Kevin McCarthy, who is still seeking to be a Speaker of the House of the Republicans, saying that he's saying the right things about the FBI. He's talking about what has happened here, what has been going on, which is a good thing but what are the republicans going to do about it i i will tell you and i do not have a good answer for what can be done about this there is this republican tendency and you all know what i'm talking about to say we're gonna fight we're gonna hold them accountable we're, we're gonna we're gonna take it to the mat we're gonna go all the way and then when they actually have the power to do something they go whoa hold on a second Let's let's meet in the middle. Let's let's not get let's not get too hasty. You know, let's let's go along to get along a little bit here every time, every time. I and I I know. Of course, Trump is an exception to this. There are some other exceptions to this. DeSantis is an exception to this in the state of Florida. There are people who go, no, I'm not just going to play the game the way you want me to. Now that I'm now that I've won elections have consequences, right? The House election should have consequences for the Democrats. Um, will that be the case? I, I got I was gonna say I'm, I'm, uh, cautiously optimistic, but that's probably too much. I'm just hopeful. I am hopeful. We'll continue to, we had Kevin McCarthy on, and if he becomes speaker, we're gonna invite him back on again to explain what they're actually doing about all of this. And what we can do is try to direct them to, get to the truth that would be helpful wouldn't it some very important things we need to ask questions about a friend there's a sure way of saving money on your cell phone bill every month without sacrificing quality switch your phone service to pure talk and get talk text and blazing fast data for just thirty dollars a month pure talk service is on the same network the same towers with the same coverage as the other guys but for half the price you can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? Because I'm a Pure Talk customer, and you can be two in 10 minutes' time. You'll keep your phone and your phone number and have the exact same quality of services you have with Verizon, T-Mobile, or AT&T. Make the switch today. Using your cell phone, dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. You'll be connected with the 100% U.S.-based customer service team at Pure Talk. Switch to a cell service company that shares your values. Dial pound 250 from your phone, say Clay and Buck, and make that switch to Pure Talk today. How does the White House handle all this stuff? How do they try to explain to the American people what we're finding out about Twitter, what we're seeing about the southern border and uh, Title 42's imminent end? It is going to end, right? They can't keep using this thing forever. They're really just trying to drag this out because at some level, both sides, Democrat and Republican, recognize that you get rid of Title 42 and it is the floodgates are open more so than they've already been. You've had about 5 million illegals in the last uh, two years, and the claim is that Title 42 has has allowed for a total of 2 million people to be turned away at the border. Now, I believe I believe Title 42 allows them to be turned away right away uh, under certain circumstances. So you still have 5 million who have entered. I guess you would have had 7 million who were in the country illegally. Um, and, and keep in mind, all these numbers are, are something of estimates. There's gotaways. There's a lot of other things that factor into this. But let's start Charlie with with the uh, Hunter Biden laptop situation. And you know, they've done they've done such a an effective and dishonest job of trying to convince people that this is about Hunter Biden dancing around in his tidy whiteies with a with a boa on and aviators, you know, Biden's aviators with prostitutes and mounds of cocaine and handguns that he shouldn't be in possession of taking video of all this stuff while he's doing crack, and, you know, yeah, okay, that's all true. But the reason the laptop was important is that it shows you, after all of the, remember, they ran this campaign of Trump is corrupt alongside the Russia collusion stuff, and, you know, Trump was was uh, sexually assaulting women. I mean, they tried everything, everything against him, and as we all know. And so now we sit here, we say, okay, they also tried the emoluments clause. Do you remember this? The Washington Post was running stories about how Donald Trump's presidency should end because of a violation of the emoluments clause, which is really just in place so that a foreign country can't say, give the president, you know, $100 million. that That's you know, a violation of the emoluments clause, right? I mean, how many people actually had to look it up and had to take the time to figure out even uh, even what it is. It's Article 1, Section 9. No title of nobility shall be granted by the United States, and no person holding any office of profit or trust under them shall, without the consent of Congress, accept any present emolument, office, or title from any king, prince, or foreign state. So you can't accept bribes from foreign sources, Period. Obviously, you can't accept bribes from domestic sources either when you're president, or at least you're not supposed to. But, you know, there are there are some things if the president is given, you know, uh, a, a some kind of a a token of affection by France or something. And you know, they give him a I don't know who didn't someone give it didn't didn't Obama give a an MP3 player with all of his speeches on it to a foreign head of state as if Obama's. Unbelievable narcissism. I think was it, or was it? I don't know. Maybe did Trump do it? Who? Someone gave a an MP3 player with uh with all their speeches on it to a foreign head of state. It was Obama. Thank you, team. I thought so. I remembered that when I said, "Wow, wow." Why not just give? You know, it's like that family member who gives a painting of himself to the to the the, the nephews. You know, hey, I thought you could use a painting of me. You know, it's like, wait, really? I don't know about that. But they, I bring up the emoluments clause because they were making an argument against, and this is going to tie into the 100 Biden laptop, just to be clear. They were making the argument that Trump was unfit for office and should be removed from office. And I don't mean they as in a couple of loonies on the Internet. The Washington Post, Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat Party, the apparatus. They were making the argument that because foreigners would buy... Cheeseburgers and steaks at the Trump hotel that that was an emolument, as in foreigners buying food at Trump Hotel was buying off Trump and his foreign policy. That was the argument they were making. just to be very clear, that was really an argument that they were making. Now contrast that with Hunter Biden, an obvious ne'er-do-well and total mess of a human being who is getting paid millions of dollars many many millions of dollars by china again noteworthy not by monaco not by not even by you know uh great britain or a close u.s ally by china he's getting paid millions of dollars why we all know why because hey pop as he calls his dad we should get on the phone and talk about you know X policy or Y policy. There's no record of that. It's just a father talking to his son. The father happens to be the president, so that's how they're buying influence. We are not all idiots. We understand this is what they were doing. The same way that I remember when I was uh, when I used to go on CNN and argue with libs before CNN banned all real conservatives from its from its air, uh, I I said to them, I'll never forget. They sneered at me. I said, Let's see if Hillary. This was in 2015. I was saying this. If Hillary loses the election, or I guess end of 2015, early 2016, if she loses the election, you're going to see the Clinton Foundation just crumble. Why? Because the Clinton Foundation wasn't about charity. It wasn't effective altruism, which is what FTX's Sam Bankman Freed was selling to everybody. Oh, it's not just altruism. It's effective altruism because I'm, like, really smart because I went to MIT, and I just sort of... I dress like a like a beach bum all the time and I just walk around here and give me billiards. Effective altruism. That's what they called it. No, the the Clinton the Clinton Foundation was really just built on being an influence peddling scheme under the guise of a charity. And you know this because what ha- what happened to the Clinton Global Initiative after Hillary lost? Kaput, done, collapsed, gone, shut it down. Well what what do you mean? All those foreign governments didn't care about charity anymore? Didn't care about, you know, women's liberation and climate change. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. But they they sneered at me. That's ridiculous. The Clintons are all about charity. If there's one thing Bill Clinton loves more than, you know, ladies with short skirts, it is charity. This is what they were telling us. This is what we were supposed to all believe. Hunter Biden had an access peddling scheme set up for his dad. The laptop was the smoking gun proof. And the former legal chief of the FBI became the legal chief of Twitter. The legal chief, when the Russia collusion delusion was used against Trump, became the head of legal at Twitter and was involved closely and intimately with the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop and all these policies that we're seeing that were meant to skew the election for the Democrats. I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. The election was rigged. Rigged. was not held under fair circumstances. That is the truth. Now, there's no mechanism that we have to change that right now, but we got to make sure the next time it's not rigged. We've got to hold people to account in every way that we can And get ready for what's going to be, I think, one of the one of the most uh, I think we're heading into very rocky times here as a country. I really do, Um, because the left hasn't faced up to any any of the ugliness that it has created in in politics. Any of the distrust that it thrives on Um, all this talk about saving our democracy, saving our democracy. They're absurd. They're absurd. They're the greatest threat. To our democracy. The people who say they care so much about our democracy are the greatest threat to it. The people who are supposed to be the guarantors of the First Amendment, the media, are the greatest threat to free speech and freedom of the press. These are the times that we are living in. This is the reality that we see unfolding all around us. My friends, everyone at Hillsdale College passes along their best wishes to you this holiday season. Since their founding in 1844, Hillsdale has taught students by precept and example the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. The college continues this mission in its classrooms and nationwide through its educational outreach efforts. 178 years in the making, this college continues to live by its founding principles of recognizing every tenet of our nation's constitution. This Christmas season, it's important for them to leave you with one thought, And that's their gratitude for your ongoing support and involvement in everything they offer. They've prepared a special video featuring their sacred music choir singing A Little Town of Bethlehem in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of campus in Hillsdale, Michigan. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and view many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. You'll find it to be uplifting and inspiring for you and put all the more into the holiday spirit. That's Hillsdale dot edu slash christmas hillsdale dot edu slash christmas
2: clay and buck twenty four
3: 7. seven subscribe today
0: across america bp supports more than two hundred and seventy five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the gulf of mexico it's and not or see what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in america
3: why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver i just don't understand
2: have we already forgotten about regional bank closures inflation global instability and the potential for serious world conflicts you can look to
3: precious metals for various reasons
2: PureTalk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to PureTalk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone.
3: There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system.
2: Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America – for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile.
3: The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today.
2: Just go to puretalk.com slash Clay and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on Pure Talk.
3: It is the Christmas season, everybody. Appreciate you hanging out with me here on the Clay and Buck Show. This is Buck. Clay will be back tomorrow. He's on vacation, having a great time with his uh, whole family, extended family uh, down in Florida. I also am in Florida right now, though I'm uh, a little north of Clay's locale. And I wanted to get to some calls. I want to hear from a lot of you actually today. It's the last chance for me to talk to, uh, well, millions of you across the country uh, until the new year because I'm going I'm to go, uh, I'm going to be out on a vacation, which I can't even. Is that a thing? People go on vacation. I'll be out for about a week or so. So 800-282-2882. Um, we have, uh, Kimmy from Chesapeake, Virginia. What's going on, Kimmy?
0: Hey, thank you and Merry Christmas.
4: Merry um, Christmas. You know,
0: the Republicans, thank you, the Republicans need to learn how to fight like patriots. Right now we fight like the British did during the revolution. You know, you walk on up and you're polite and you shoot and you're you know, getting slaughtered out on the field with all the, you know, the Dems fight like guerrillas. So Republicans need to learn how to fight like Americans are supposed to fight and put something into it and not necessarily fight dirty, but fight like you're supposed to fight the enemy, not just be so nice or too nice.
3: Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, I think that there is always a, a self-policing that Republicans do, even in, in political battles, that is uh, unhelpful at times. The, the left just wants to know, how do we win? What do we do to win? How do we have power? How do we keep power? Um, that's, that's really the only question that they ask. Uh, that's all that they really care about. And while, yes, you don't want to become that which you seek to defeat, there's also the reality of if they're calling all the shots, your principles start to matter a whole heck of a lot less if they get to determine how you live your life and what you get, uh, what you get to do. Uh, so, it is interesting, you know. I've, I'm telling you about this James Monroe book that I've almost finished. I think I'll finish it tonight. But the British, when they burned down, what was it, 1814? Uh, when they burned down most of the government buildings in DC, including the White House which is called the White House because it was initially the President's Mansion, and uh, and it was called Washington City. It was not called Washington, D.C. at this time. But the, uh, the President's Mansion, uh, they had to repaint the pillars that survived. The stone pillars were repainted with a thick white paint. That's how it became the White House. But the British also, I just thought this is so British. You could just see a bunch of... Of redcoats as they're marauding through. They did not burn down many domiciles. They left most private homes standing, but government buildings just to extend a solitary British finger in the direction of the Americans, uh, burned down all the government buildings, basically Congress and all the rest of it. Uh, but the one building that they didn't leave, you can see the British be like, oh, wait, is that, is that the patent office? We can't, we can't burn down the patent office. There, there might be British patents in there. So they didn't burn down the patent office. And then that became a place where the government, when they came back into D.C., Matt, it's a, it's a fascinating story. And also, I, I got to say, I think James Madison gets pretty good press, given that he was a, a brilliant architect of government. But not so good at actually governing, really, you know? He was like great at setting up the rules, great at the philosophy, but in charge, not so good not so good you know the whole uh, leaving your capital city largely almost entirely largely undefended and having it uh, mostly burned to the ground is not it's not a good look not a good look uh the war of 1812 not something we think about that much in this country anymore um we also have another call coming in from jesse in oswego new york what's up jesse oh you were you were very close it's oh we go oh yes but that's okay oh we go okay i'm you know i am from new york and i i am learning of oh we go for the first time oh you you'll love it when you get here you got to check out the strawberries festival now here's my question title 42 in the end game was it signed into law by president trump as an executive order
2: because if it is
3: our current president He could shut it down at any time and or let it expire because it wasn't passed by the Congress and the Senate. So there's really nothing that the Supreme Court can do.
2: And I'm surprised they actually put a stay to it.
3: So it's it gets a little a little down into the into the weeds here. Thank you so much for calling in from Awego, New York. I learned, look, it's my home state. I'm still learning about some places. Um, Title 42 is an executive authority that had really only been used back in 1929 when there were some ships from China and the Philippines that were going to be entering U.S. ports and there was a meningitis outbreak. That, that's the only time that I've been able to find that it has been used previously to Donald Trump and, cause remember the Spanish influenza pandemic had already already ripped through the country so 1929 they used it for meningitis so it is it is a federal executive authority almost like the uh you know the authority to do whatever you got to do if there's a foreign invasion the president can basically just repel it by whatever means necessary this is like that but the invasion is a pathogen and not an, an invading army now to the issue of the stay. The Supreme Court has admi- has administered an administrative stay. so that sort of keeps things as they are while the court looks more deeply at the issue and figures out how to proceed. So there's going to be a follow-up order that gives us more specificity, but Title 42, and I think this is what the caller is getting at, is going away. Title 42 is going to be a thing of the past here soon, which means the border is going to be wide open and the Biden administration has done nothing to change the situation. And I think people are going to be uh, they're going to be amazed when they really start to recognize what it does to the country to have so many millions of people arriving here. And they're going to be concentrated in a lot of Democrat cities, but not entirely in those Democrat controlled cities. What does it do to the country? What does it do to state and local budgets? What are we supposed to do with all, all these individuals who just arrived? And and if we're not going to talk about deporting people that just came here illegally, pretended to, to get asylum, or to, pretended to want asylum, rather, and never even applied for asylum, never even showed up for their hearings, do we even have immigration laws? I, you know At some point, the system becomes so saturated with lawlessness that there is no law when it comes to immigration and we're getting close to that level
1: we're getting close to that level
3: all right i've got some thoughts to share with you on congress the omnibus uh, situation more on immigration obviously avatar 2 has been called out for cultural appropriation and uh, i have some personal birthday and christmas thoughts for you all so it's gonna be a great third hour stick around a oh, second hour second hour
1: Flay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth.
0: An official message from Medicare.
1: A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
4: Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen
3: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.